1: listening to pit pass radio all right big shout out to uh, our listeners across the country across the fruit of plain as it were tom wink no relation to tony how about that yeah Tom Wink is uh, tuning in. Appreciate that, Tom. Appreciate the
0: tweet. He spells it differently,
1: doesn't he? No. No, it's he, he spelled it exactly like that, uh, like you do. And he does. does? No relation. We've gone through That's, this. That's,
0: uh, well, I've had some concussions.
1: Also, a uh, shout-out to Linda Patrick from Pennsylvania, who's uh, tuning in. Bonita Don, Tommy Birch, Charlie Kirk, one of my political uh, uh, friends out there. Good job out of Charlie. And Shannon Barnes, J.D. Landis, uh, Dr. Drama, now think about it. He's the psychiatrist of most of the major stars on Broadway.
0: Any relation to Dr. Doom?
1: <laughs> Probably. Aren't all doctors related? I think not. <laughs> I think not, he said. Anyway, welcome back to the show. If you missed uh, any part of hour number one or the first interview in hour number two with Ben Smith, we encourage you to go back and listen to it on the website or on our uh, app. And you can get that app for free uh, wherever you buy uh, your apps, whether you've got an iphone or an android it doesn't matter we've got you covered and it's at no charge we are part of the evergreen podcast production family evergreenpodcast.com look for them online
0: tony i want to give a big shout out to racetech suspension pit pass radio is brought to you in part by racetech the science of suspension yeah. for nearly 30 years Race Tech has been producing the highest quality suspension components and tools including gold valves for most types of motorcycles and atvs you can find them online at racetech.com our uh, our our Conversation with Benjamin Smith, the road racer, has concluded. He's a nice kid. he's He's uh, he's 18. I thought he was older than that, but I guess when he won the RC Cup, the KTM RC Cup championship in 17, that would put him about a senior in high school, and that's what he is. So – uh, you were talking with him off air. It was and
1: uh, he's going to Penn State. Penn State is going to be a Nittany Lion, and they always uh, shout out whenever I'm announcing. Anyway, they go, "We are," and then the other part of the room says, "Penn State, we are Penn State," and they are just really proud. And it's the only thing going on in this uh, in this valley, what they call happy, uh, it is it's an amazing. Uh, amazing campus, great people, and I will tell you this: there's a lot of people from Iowa that are there that are professorial in their job description, so they are prof- professors. Pro- prof. What? Professorial. Mm. Yeah, and mm. Kale is there. Kale and his wonderful family, uh, his brother, and I mean, they got a lot of kids amongst them. But man, they just keep winning championships. All right,
0: we are 5-0 days away from from Daytona TT, and uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about AFT. Joining us now is Andrew Luker who is, uh, I understand, going to race both the AFT Singles and the AFT Production Twins class on a Kawasaki. He joins us now. What's up, Andrew? How are you? Good. How are you? We're good, man. Uh, Sounds like you're going racing.
2: Yeah. um, We got some big plans for 2019. Um, We're going to obviously start it off down in Daytona for the bike week there. And uh, this year I'll be racing... 450s under the same tent with uh kevin kieran he's um also my mechanic uh also slash roommate sort of a thing so it's working out pretty well for us right now uh building a really good relationship with each other and uh you know it's good when you can trust your mechanic. but um i'll be riding the 450s for them at daytona and then for all the production twins racing we are gonna partner with chris baker uh with baker hay sales out of petaluma california yeah. uh, on some kawasaki twins so i'm pretty excited about being on the same brand motorcycle in two different classes.
0: for sure um when i think of kawasaki because i live in iowa um and not too far from us is alan rodenborn's or i call him big al the little kid's pal um Yeah. Al Rodenborn's Racing Unlimited Kawasaki shop up there. Is he involved in the program? Uh, Yes, he is. Um, Alan is
2: actually the one that's putting together um, all of Chris Baker's Kawasaki twins that I'll be racing. Oh, wow. Okay. So
0: even a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while. I actually uh, (laughs) sound like I knew what I was talking about.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Alan's Alan's a great guy. Um, I've had the chance to meet and talk with him a little bit, so... um, I'm looking forward to get a better relationship between us, which hopefully will show with results on the racetrack.
0: Talk about your bike. Uh, the Kawasaki's are so fast. Um, and, and, uh, it shows, you know, they have some success in, in, in flat track as well as, you know, a a lot of other disciplines where they use that engine, but talk about it because it's, uh, I think you got a good opportunity there to, to win some races. Yeah,
2: we, uh, we have a new addition to the team this year. It's a 2019 Oxy 450, and um, we were racing it at the end of last year, um, actually at the Buffalo Chip TT, and uh, we ended up breaking a oil pump drive gear, which completely destroyed the motor. So we had to send that on up to uh, Ron Hamp uh, up there in Michigan. He's definitely one of the best motor builders around. So we wanted something that's going to run us up front. And uh, and we think that with the race tech suspension done by Max Cap and the motor with Ron, we should be uh, hopefully up front all season.
0: Ron Hamp is, as an engine developer, kind of like next-level uh, Rain Man type. Uh, <laughs> he's really smart, in other words. Um <laughs> He, you know, he's talking about lift and duration and on cam lobes and all kinds of stuff that none of us, you know, layman people would uh, be able to even comprehend, you know, we, we can comprehend it, but to be able to develop that the way he does it is pretty impressive. And he's, he's had his hands in a lot of f- very uh, fast, famous engines. And so sounds like you're surrounded with some, some really good people.
2: Yeah, um, you know, it's, it's very hard to build a motor better than Ron's. And uh, with those underneath us this year, with uh, the addition of, like I said, the race tech suspension done by Max Caps, and um, maybe some good luck on our side, hopefully we'll have a pretty good season. But uh, Ron, I've actually heard he's been doing a couple of uh, big alcohol diesel full truck motors. <laughs> So he's he's definitely doing more than just
0: the Kawasaki four hundred and fifty of ours. uh, he, uh I, I follow him on, uh, and I've spoken to him, but I follow him on Facebook, and uh, he he definitely had his mind works differently than mine, anyway. Uh, well, well, <laughs> hell, that's not saying a lot. <laughs> yeah. I should say most people, not mine, because mine, that back. mine definitely doesn't work <laughs> proper. You know, I don't, I don't. Hey Andrew, I don't have a fully functioning
1: brain. Um, well, you used sure. to. I remember. Uh, what happened? So, yeah, it was the late seventies. Um, when I was born. Well, there was, there was some <laughs> kind of a volunteer program your father put you <laughs> in. That something to do with you at UC Santa Barbara, I think. Yeah. yeah. Shipped out there for a couple of weeks, came back. A, well, not so normal kid. <laughs> uh, no different.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that guy, he's he's brilliant. So yeah, it sounds yeah. like you got a lot of cool stuff. Looking, you look, you got to be looking forward to the season. Um, what are your thoughts on Daytona, mm. on the track that they've done, the track that they they say they're going to do? What are your thoughts on Chris Carr? Should we would, oh should boy. we burn him at the stake, or <laughs> do you oh. think he's okay? I really <laughs> wow. like Chris. No. Actually, I'm Chris is a friend of the show, and, and I really like him. I I, I really yeah. Get, when I get to hang out with Chris, it's a fun day.
2: Yeah, Chris has definitely always been uh, good to me. Um, we've had quite a few different conversations about certain things, and uh, he's always been you know up front and kind of how it is which how it should be um but I, i'm really looking forward to daytona um the tts is kind of more my style i like the tts and short tracks uh a little better than the uh mile i'm i'm a little on the bigger side for them so it takes a little more horsepower to get me down the straightway at the same speed but um we're working on it. Hopefully we can run through the corners faster than they can, uh, which, which will keep us up front along with all the great people we have behind me. So with that and Daytona, uh, Daytona is actually kind of a special place for me. I ended up burning my national number there in, uh, 2016 or 2017. I earned my national number. Um, I ended up with a night in the, What's now called Elite Twins Class. Um, so I'm hopefully uh, going to be able to go back there and and do well again. Uh, maybe even get a podium.
0: We've seen uh, American Fly Track the rebranding right. with Michael Locke and and uh, y- you know the the crew there. They've they've uh, there has been some backlash on some of the things. You know the uh, the old timers, the, the the fans that have been, you know, not the Johnny Come Latelys like us in the last. 15 years or less but um some of the guys that have been around for a long time they they are you know not particularly stoked about some of the things that that the american flat track crew has has done but nobody can argue that they're not being you know they're, they're not succeeding in what they're doing and um but what are your thoughts as a rider? D- does it does it translate as a better experience as a racer does it what american flat track's doing are you are you making money with what they're doing Um, you know, are there more rides available for guys like you to go racing? What are your, what what do you think?
2: Well, um, I think it's, uh, pretty hard to make money at at flat track racing uh, as it sits right now. From what I've heard, um, flat track racing is growing immensely. So here in the next couple of years, it'd be cool to to see us at the same level as Supercross or, um, even MotoGP, GP. uh, pretty cool seeing the uh, jump and all the viewers and all the stats that they show us uh, at the meetings every year. Um, so they're definitely doing something right. Um, getting us out there, getting us in front of people, uh, showing us off uh, really is what it's all about.
1: We're talking uh, with a fine young man and a pretty decent racer, uh, <laughs> by the way. I just, what What do you know about the history of Daytona? Um, well, I mean,
2: Daytona is pretty much where it all started.
1: 1932. Uh, Think yeah, about that. a
2: while ago. So it's, to be able to come back year, year in and year out, it, it says something about the whole community as well.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you prefer, the two-wheeled slide seashell, whatever that was, that we watched for years and years and years go around in a circle just outside of the just outside of Daytona mm-hmm. Speedway, or do you like it being inside there? Um,
2: That's a hard one. Um, we were able to do pretty well at the uh, seashell little short track that was outside the Speedway
1: um, a few years ago.
2: But the TT kind of changes it up. It's kind of fun, too.
1: You know, if you think about it, how it started, it started in, in, on the, the location of the old Vanderbilt Cup course in Savannah, Georgia, and uh, competitors then were racing on Class C bikes, typically used in the AMA Grand National Championship. The, the history for me is, is, is where we started paying attention, uh, not only to what the guys were racing, but what was winning. And uh, we always talk about what wins on Saturday and Sunday sells on Monday, right? But I think back then it was probably even uh, at, even in, in its origin, and its beginnings, uh, you know, the people that have done well uh, over that period of time seem to have been paying attention. Um, you know, and by the way, the, the, the Bike Week rally that started at Daytona, uh, January 24th, 1937, was 3.2 miles long. And uh, that tells you a little something about it. Part of it was beach, part of it was pavement.
0: I want them to bring that race back. Yeah, I'll, I'll be at di- I'll be at Bike Week if they bring that race back, and I'll be on a motorcycle if they have a, you know, like an idiot class or a slower than <laughs> average class or something I can sign up for because I'm in. I want to go race that. That'd be so much fun, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's
2: that's uh, to go three point two miles. It's a pretty good good little jaunt.
0: For a yeah, but to be on beach and then to be on pavement and stuff, I mean, it, it would, a dirt tracker would, would be so good at that.
1: Right. And by the way, yeah. it, there is an option play. If you do choose to race in the sand, you can take off your boots and just race it uh, with nothing on your feet. So it's kind of interesting that some of the guys I'm not going to wear that. underwear. Think about that. 31 <laughs> degree banking in the turns. 18 yeah, degrees crazy. banking at the start to finish line there's so many different things that make this such a unique race and it's no wonder that you know the people hold it with such reverence in their heart you know I just think it's terrific i do all right um maybe we can give you an opportunity here to uh to to reference your sponsors who who makes it possible for you to go racing
2: oh uh, man you know there's there's an army behind us and that allows me to to do it what I'm able to um Kevin Kieran like I said he's a huge supporter of mine Chris Baker coming on board this year really excited about our partnership Wilson Plumbing roof systems um my auto group uh Derek Hoskins good family friends Arai Chad Wells Tuned um Access Media Richie Reynolds uh coming on board as well for this year Mike Butler Racing, a huge supporter of mine, uh, TCX Boots Motion Pro, Julian Fernando Aguilar, um, Max Caps with RaceTech suspension and um, a big shout out to people that probably don't get the most uh, don't get the most recognition over the season but it's my grandparents. They actually take off uh, with the race trailer and start in Daytona and they're actually driving all of my stuff to all of the races. So
1: I like that. Uh, family deal.
2: Yeah, it's definitely a it's a big family deal. I've been doing it since I was five and uh now I, I have a little boy that's sixteen months old and he's crazy about motorcycles, so it's gonna continue for
1: Oh boy. That's fun, isn't it?
2: Yeah, he's he's definitely all over the place right
1: now. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's give you one little tidbit to take with you as far as the historical knowledge of of Daytona. Okay, one of the great father and son combos uh, to have won uh, the Daytona in nineteen forty eight. It was Floyd M.D. on an Indian. Okay, oh, and wow. then and I know go back and, and go back to then, but then you race ahead, if you will, to 1972, and his son Don MD, who's a friend of this program, on a Yamaha, uh, raced it and won it in 1972.
0: Those are road racers. They won the 200. Is that what? Yep. Don raced. Yep, was it the 200 that's back cool.
1: then? So that is that's oh. the yeah that's the Daytona 200 winners. Uh, and it, the first one was 1937, Eddie Kratz. You remember Eddie? Fast Eddie? Oh, yeah, sure, Eddie. And, yeah, you betcha. Mm-hmm, and who's yep. the most recent one, according to uh, Danny Eslick? And Danny's not a one-time, but a one, two, three, four. Four-time champ, 2014, 2015, 2017, 2018. Michael Barnes is the one that broke up Danny You know what Danny Danny's
0: Eslick and I have in common?
1: Uh, motorcycling? We've both been
0: inside the Volusia County Jail. <laughs> <laughs> For similar situations, I think. <laughs> oh, boy.
1: Oh, boy. All right. Uh, thank yeah, you for.
0: Danny's a pretty cool guy. Yes, he is. Uh, he's cool in my book. Andrew, uh...
1: <laughs> thank you very much. Up against the clock. And this conversation is only going to get worse if we hang out with you any longer. Okay. Good <laughs> yeah, job yeah, out of you, Bub. It. We'll talk to you soon. Okay.
2: Thank you. Have a good
1: night. You too. Man. There we go. Pit Pass Moderation Weekly continues after this short timeout. Stay tuned.
2: Hey everybody, this is Il Billy, David Bebout, and you're listening to Pit
1: Pass Radio. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a
2: grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation.
1: We had video arcades.
2: And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech